Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, where we help moms of young kids drop power struggle wars to create more peace in their parenting. Do you want to be a good mom? I will tell you the one simple secret of how to be a good mom. You already are. Don't believe me? You've come to the right place. I'm glad you're here. I've got you. Because when you truly believe you are a good mom, everything will change for you as you live into the truth of who you've always been. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Believe You Are a Good Mom. And today we are discussing the probably the number one biggest lie that your brain is going to tell you that's going to prevent you from believing that you are a good mom. Okay. You ready to hear what that lie is? Your brain probably already told it to you. (laughs) As soon as you heard you are a good mom, what's your brain come back with? No, you're not. Why not? Okay. Well, one of two reasons. One is because of what you did. And the other is because of what your kids did. Okay. So we talk a lot about how your worth does not come from your works. Okay. You are a good mom. It's who you are. And what you do does not determine whether you're a good mom or not. And that right there is mind jiggy enough. You want to argue with me. I guarantee that. Of course it does. (laughs) What else would determine whether I'm a good mom or not? If it's not what I do or don't do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well then listen to some more episodes over and over again, because I'm telling you that does not define who you are, what you do. Okay. Anyway, that's the lie we usually attack. Today's lie is what your kids do. Okay. So your child's behavior does not determine whether you're a good mom or not. What? Let me say that again. (laughs) What your kids are doing is not the determining factor of whether you're a good mom or a bad mom wait, what? (laughs) I'm telling you. Our brains are telling us lies. They're telling us the opposite of this statement. Okay. So, um, whether it's how your toddler is freaking out at Costco or how your kid quote unquote turned out, it's not your fault, mama. It's not. You just do not have that much power over your child. We have influence. Of course we do. Whether it's nature or nurture, right? (laughs) You might be blaming yourself because of just the genetics that your kid got. Now it's your fault that they're so messed up because you've got all these messed up genes. Maybe you're blaming your spouse because it's his messed up genes. (laughs) Either way, the shame blame game is not useful at all. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, I really want you to hear me and wrap your head around this. The way your kid turns out or the way your kid is acting today, either way, it's not on you. It's not your fault. Your child has agency, first of all. Okay, think about this. It's impossible to control your kid, right? We want them to do certain things and we want them to stop doing certain things, right? Like I always just use this as sort of like the example, right? I just want my kid to stop throwing blocks at his sister, right? When he was little, that was the thing, right? That just sort of represented all the things, right? 
We want to control their behavior and we can't, and we can accept that, right? Obviously you can't control your kid's behavior, right? Do any of you have robot children that you have the remote control to? I do not have RC kids for sure. I cannot control them. They are not remote controlled. They are not mommy controlled. No MC cars around here. <laughs> no mommy controlled children, right? So if we can't control them, why do we think that what they're doing is because of us? <laughs> we can't control them one way or the other. And then we want to take all the responsibility, all the blame for their bad you know, behavior and make it mean that we're a bad mom. Do you see how the logic doesn't really actually make sense here? So we've got to remind our brains every single time, 4 million times a day, that we're calling ourselves a bad mom because of what our kids are doing, that that's a lie. It's not true. It actually doesn't make sense if you stop and think about it. And so let's think about it some more. <laughs> okay. All right. So how your kid turns out is based on his decisions, right? His own agency. And P.S. No one turns out. At what point are we deciding that this is the end? This is how they turned out. And we must be a bad mom because this is how they turned out. At what age are we even thinking that? Because I'm pretty sure we start thinking that pretty dang early. Like how about if my kid can read or not because he was reading age during COVID and it was all on me. So I'm a bad mom because he doesn't read. He's not at the, like, the reading level where he should be. This is all hypothetical, right? <laughs> it's got to be hypothetical because I don't know for sure. Because <laughs> my kid won't read for me. I'm sure he can. But just he doesn't. <laughs> okay, so it sure can't be about my kid. <laughs> anyway, the point is, any random thing I could bring up, you know, like, um, we have these... I don't have teenagers, so for sure this is not about my kids. <laughs> but these sullen teenagers, right, that don't want to talk to us. They just want to have their AirPods in and just kind of emo out, right? That's our fault, okay? It's because when they were little, we didn't do this or that or the other. Maybe we let them cry it out when we were sleep training them. Like, it's been our fault ever since in utero we ate some processed meat or something. And so now they're so messed up. Can, does it sound ridiculous when I say it like that? Because our brains are giving us this garbage and we're just believing it. You can choose to believe thoughts. Did you know this? So your brain's going to give you ridiculous thoughts and you have got to have the skill of noticing those thoughts and then deciding on purpose whether you believe them or not. Because I'm telling you, all day long I'm still having these thoughts. That's how I know. <laughs> But I'm choosing intentionally on purpose to not just believe any random thought that my brain wants to give me. I've got to think about it intentionally and decide whether I actually believe that or not. So when my kids are fighting, it does not mean I'm a bad mom. When my kids won't eat, it does not mean I'm a bad mom. When my kids won't sleep, it does not mean I'm a bad mom. When my kids won't put on their shoes and get put their backpacks away and well, all whatever, all the things. The reason we get so bent out of shape about the, our kids' behavior is because we're making it mean that we're a bad mom. And we can't get them to do that. So obviously it's not our fault. <laughs> you cannot control your kids. Therefore, you have no control of how they turn out, <laughs> right? They have agency. They're making their own choices. They are their own people. So 
like I said, whether it's nature or nurture, right? We like to blame ourselves. So um, they basically are a kaleidoscope of traits of their genetics. That's how they count, like their personality, right? Their traits, who, who they, you know, are, right? It, who we all are at our bare minimum is children of God. So we are good. Okay. The end, full stop. No matter what that bucket of traits looks like, we are all good. There are no bad kids. There are no bad moms. Okay. I really, really, really want you to believe this because it's so useful. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter, but you can decide what you want to believe on purpose. And if you believe it, then you show up as it. <laughs> and that's why it's so useful, right? Because believing you're a bad mom because your kids do quote unquote bad things or because you do quote unquote bad things only leads to more bad things. I promise it's true. Try it out and you'll see. <laughs> it's life changing. So maybe their kaleidoscope of gene traits are things that you don't like about yourself. Maybe you have passed on some quote unquote bad traits and like, why is that a problem? Why is it a problem that you have those quote unquote bad traits or that your husband does <laughs> or that your ancestors did, whoever it is that you're blaming for the nature part, right? Who your kid is, is not a problem. It's not a mistake. It's not a reflection on you, meaning it does they're not bad because you're bad. It's the opposite, actually. They're good because you're good. Because your ancestors were good, because all the humans are good. You are good. Okay. Side note, I just binged the new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon this weekend. <laughs> or on what do they call that? Prime video. And uh <laughs> You know, my er my ears perk up every time there's good mentioned anywhere, right? So not to spoil the series or anything, but random dude falls from the sky on a star and basically has no idea who he is. At one point, he concludes that he's a peril, you know, like a problem, an obstacle. And his cute little friend reminds him, oh, no, you're not a peril. You are good. She tells him before he knows anything about who he is, he really gloms onto that idea that he is good. I'm like, yes, so good. Yay. <laughs> We've told ourselves so many lies about who we are. It's a lie that your kid's bad behavior means that you're a bad mom. That's a full on lie. You are a good mom. No matter what your behavior, no matter what your kid's behavior, you are good. Okay. So you are. And then you're also shoved into this mortal experience where we're all human. We have these human brains that like to give us lies, that like to produce quote unquote bad behavior. But we're not our behavior. We just are good. Okay. And then when we believe that we can make good choices and do good things and repent when we don't. All of that is a lot easier when you believe that you are good in my experience. <laughs> that's been like the thing <laughs> that changed everything else. And that's why I shout it from the rooftops here. Okay. So another way it's really obvious that it's not your fault that your kids turned out bad <laughs> is that look at if you have multiple kids, the same bunch of kids is being raised in the same house with the same crazy mom losing her marbles every morning <laughs> to try to get the kids out the door. 
and some of them make that mean some things and some of them make that mean other things and some of them behave one way and some of them behave another way. <laughs> like if it was all my fault, then they would all turn out the same, right? Don't you think that's what that kind of means with that logic? <laughs> so it can't be my fault because they're all so different. Okay. I cannot control them. <laughs> they're their own person. They have their own thoughts. They do their own thing. They feel their own things. Because seriously, <laughs> like they're all at the same dinner table and they're all thinking different things. They're all feeling different things. They're all doing different things. I'm like, if I had that much control, then first of all, they'd all be sitting at the same dinner table, <laughs> like just getting them to do that. Come on. I can't control them. So why am I taking responsibility for their actions? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So multiple kids, multiple outcomes. They're raised the same and different personalities. They turn out different. They are different. They do different. They think different. They feel different. So it's not all on me. Right? Am I starting to jiggle the lie a little bit in your brain yet? Um, okay, let's talk about the shame blame real quick trap real quick. So there were this is what shame blame looks like. My kid just did some behavior that's not cool, right? So I blame myself. I must be a bad mom because he seriously, he doesn't know that he's not supposed to hit his sister. I cannot believe he just full on whacked his sister just now. I haven't taught him. It's all on me, right? And mostly that's why we make it mean that is because we do have a responsibility to teach our kids how to behave. And so if they don't behave in the way that we've taught them, then it makes us a failure, right? So we must be a bad mom because we didn't teach them. Hello, we've taught them. We've told them a million times. And even if we're teaching them louder with our actions and our words, you know, <laughs> we expect them to know what to do with these big emotions, but we don't know what to do with our own big emotions, right? And so then we want to blame ourselves. Oh, well, we haven't got this figured out. So of course they're emotional wrecks because we're emotional wrecks. It's all our fault, right? Okay. So that's shame, right? We're shaming ourselves for what our kids are doing. There's something wrong with us. That's the lie that shame tells us. There's something wrong with you. That's a lie. That's not true. You are good. There's nothing wrong with you. This is all part of the plan. Okay. And shame feels terrible. So it sours into blame. And you just stay stuck in the trap because it must be someone's fault. So if you're tired of blaming yourself, then you start blaming someone else. That's a shame blame trap. And the way to get out of shame or blame right? You're tired of shaming yourself that it's your fault. Your kid's acting that way. So then you blame them. Like what is wrong with them? I can't believe they still can't obey me or I've taught them this a million times. So it's surely not my fault. I have taught them. They've just decided to not do it. So there must be something wrong with them. Basically the lie of the shame blame trap is there something gone wrong here. So the way to, or someone is wrong, right? That's shame and blame. The way to drop the war on that trap is nothing has gone wrong here. So we really, really have to explore that idea to understand that your kid's behavior does not mean you're a bad mom, is that there's actually nothing wrong with the kid's behavior or yours. <laughs> okay. And I know this is a stretch. All of these thoughts are really a stretch, but I want you to stretch your brains with me here because I promise it's going to make it better. So it's all part of the plan. What do I mean by that? I say it all the stinking time. <laughs> We're immortal beings.
trapped into our mortal experience right now. So we are good. God made us. God's good. It's all good. And we need this mortal experience to help us learn and grow and develop and strengthen. And all of those things do not happen in ease. They happen from resistance. Muscles are torn down and built back up stronger when you're lifting heavy enough weights, right? (laughs) Or that you do enough reps, no matter how heavy the weight is. So that is literally the reason we are on this earth and why it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's designed that way. We're literally designed for it to be hard. So our brains function in ways that we're like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, why do we have to think these lies and believe them and make it so much harder on ourselves? Because hard is the whole point. Okay. So basically, if we're expecting our kids to just behave perfectly so that we can believe we're good moms, then, um, who's going to learn anything from any of that, right? (laughs) It's their bad behavior, quote unquote, or our bad behavior that we're learning from. Like doing things that we're not supposed to do is how we learn. If we just hear a rule, follow the rule, la-di-da-di-da, like good, we, you know, are blessed by keeping that commandment. It keeps us out of trouble, but we don't really learn too much. We just learned that, like, if we do what we're told, then (laughs) la-di-da. First of all, bad things still happen even when you keep the commandments. And second of all, I'm not proposing that we go out and break a bunch of commandments. I'm just saying that our natural man is going to anyway. (laughs) So there's a lot to learn from that. We don't have to go out looking for trouble. Trouble is just right there in our brains, (laughs) causing havoc all the time. So, um... So seriously, how could it be anything but part of the plan? Because it is what it is, right? When we're rejecting reality, when we're arguing with reality, we lose every time. So it must be the plan. It is the whole entire point. Um, Our kids are supposed to struggle. We are supposed to struggle. It's through the struggle that we get stronger, that we learn, that the whole purpose of coming to this earth life. So if our kids had perfect parents, that if you are a good mom means that you're perfect, then what would they learn? Not a dang stinking thing because they're not perfect. (laughs) So all they would learn is even more shame for themselves because, well, mom does this perfectly. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't keep it together, right? We are such a beautiful example to our kids when we're an emotional mess because so are they. None of us know how to handle these emotions, (laughs) okay? So if you can perfectly stuff them down and be happy anyway, and that's what you're modeling, that's what they'll do. And both of you are going to have an explosion someday (laughs) because stuffing emotions either takes a toll on your actual body that you're stuffing them into, or eventually you'll explode. So if you figured out how to actually completely master your emotions, like processing them instead of stuffing them, (laughs) feeling them through, not taking them out on your kids ever, then you, my friend, are an anomaly because <laughs> I have not come across a single human being yet that's mastered this. So if that's the case, then why do we expect that of ourselves? And why would we think that God expects us of, that of us? He knows that we're imperfect. He planned it this way. 
It's whole part of the plan. <laughs> That's what I mean when I say it's all part of the plan. That you're supposed to struggle. Your kids are supposed to struggle. And God loves you both infinitely. And why would he send these precious children to us to screw them up <laughs> if he didn't already have that all planned out? Right? He's not expecting that of us. We're only expecting it of ourselves. The perfection thing. I mean. He knows that we're good. And they're good. And it's all good. And we're all going to make mistakes. And that's part of the plan. Okay. So seriously, when we believe that, then we can just let ourselves off the hook and know that it's all part of the plan, that they're supposed to struggle, that we're supposed to be the cause of most of those struggles and that it's all good. Okay. So you can drop the shame blame when you understand that it's all part of the plan. You're not doing anything wrong. You may be doing things that are quote unquote bad, but it's not wrong right now because it's what you need. It's what they need. I promise. Just try to believe it for a second and see how it changes the way you feel and how you show up and the results you're getting. Okay. So we do our best. We're trying whatever and our best and our try is never going to be good enough. That's why we have Jesus Christ. That's why we have a savior. That's why we need to be redeemed. And that's the whole point of the plan. The point of this earth life is for it to be hard for us to rely on God for Jesus Christ to help us through it. So why are we trying to outsmart the plan? <laughs> why do we think that we are above such things that we will be the perfect parent? <laughs> it's totally normal for your brain to expect this. I'm just suggesting that we be onto our brains and remind our brains that that doesn't make any sense. Okay. That's a lie. <laughs> All right, let's continue to give these kids the gift of an imperfect parent that's working through stuff, figuring it out. Because we can't control them, so we can't control their outcomes, so it certainly can't be our fault, right? Your kid's behavior does not determine whether you're a good mom or not. So what does determine whether you're a good mom? You just are. That's who you are, my friend. You are a good mom. And I know you do a bunch of stuff that's not good, and so do your kids but it's all good. It's all part of the plan. This was my number one secret in my first freebie video I put together. So if you want to check that out, <laughs> it's kind of fun <laughs> because it's sold, <laughs> but the content's still really good. So drop the word.com forward slash four dash secrets to get the four secrets to keep your sanity with little kids in the house. And it's not just little kids. It's all the kids. So the way to keep your sanity is to, the first secret is that there is no mommy report card. And that's what we're talking about here. We look at our kids' behavior and we give ourselves a grade. Does anybody else do this? I know that you do because I'm a coach. I hear you. <laughs> this is what we coach on all the time. We think that our kids' behavior means that we're a bad mom. It's just not true. It's the biggest lie that your brain will tell you. And it's okay that your brain tells you that lie. It kind of makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that it would think that on default, but really when you look at it, it doesn't make any sense. So continue to really look at it. If you need help with this, like I said, that's what we do in coaching. So this all just sounds like blah, blah, blah theory on a podcast. But when we get on a coaching call, you'll tell me all the reasons why you think you're a bad mom and we'll coach through them. We'll pick at your own brain, your own thoughts. Cause these are my thoughts, right? And those that I've picked up from other people but you and your own brain has its own style of lying to you and we'll 
chip those limiting beliefs away so that you can be free to be the mom who you are and who you yearn to be. The guilt is good. It's okay to have a little bit of guilt. If you do things that are out of alignment with who you truly are, then you're going to feel guilty about that. But do not let it sour into shame. There's nothing wrong with you. You're a human being that makes mistakes and that's all part of the plan. So uh, let me support you in this journey. It's super fun. Dropthewar.com forward slash appointments for all my offers. You can check it out there and I will see you on Zoom. Bye, friend. Hi, thanks so much for listening. Have you signed up for your RBC yet? What is an RBC? Well, it's a relationship boost call. And I am gifting 365 of these for free this year. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. We'll hop on Zoom for a quick 15 to 20 minutes. And all you got to do is have somebody in mind that you want to improve your relationship with. It's fun. It's easy. It's a good time. You're going to feel amazing afterwards and no strings attached. Just come on, have a great free coaching call and then go on your way. And you can come back for as many as you need because we know it's no one and done around here with relationships. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. And let's get boosting those relationships. See you there. Bye.